It's the Bill King Show. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. Go get it, dog. I'm a man. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. I'd is sitting on a firecracker. And suits so fine, they made Sinatra look like a hobo. It's a fantastic day for the United States of America. It's the Bill King Show. Red 7. I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel. Fifth Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock. That's what we call a sack lunch. I do have a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. Jacksonville, see what's happening with the Gators and the Sunshine State. I love going down to the Sunshine State. We have so many good friends down there that are part of this show that hang out with us. Everybody down on the Emerald Coast, Georgia Dog and all those guys down there, Pac-12, Dave, Irish, Bill, No Core, Tiger Mike. Tennessee, Shanky, I'm I'm leaving somebody out. I don't. There's there's so many people down there. Allen in Tampa, Jim in Jupiter, Joe in Boca, no fan in the eight six three. So many, so many to talk about. But anyways, all good folks down in that lovely Sunshine State. Six one five eight four four five six zero zero. I'm excited. This is a fun week. Baseball. I've been waiting on this. College baseball gets started on Friday. I haven't mapped out my day. I'm not sure what I'm going to do other than be ready to watch those games on TV. I'm not sure how I've mapped it all out, but I want to be ready. Vandy boys get started. Yeah. I am looking forward to – look, I know this audience is all about football. I get it. And I am too. I built this, right? I'm the reason why we do this. But – I'm excited about some baseball. I am. I don't how much of that will we get to on the show? I it, that's questionable, but I can't help and I'm not going to suppress my excitement about college baseball getting started here. Just just absolutely love it. Clay shows some pictures, some renderings of all the building that's going on down on West End. Again, this is a national show, but since we're located in the 615, if we weren't in the 615, Vanderbilt would get zero coverage on this show. But since I'm from here and I grew up around it, it gets coverage. That's that's the advantage of my location when it comes to Peabody and what they're doing for sports facilities and everything else. They've always lied about it. Right now they're doing something. Yeah. 
hundreds of millions of dollars they're putting into it. And uh, I'm, I've got to compliment him, man. Tug in Section 49. Hey, Bill, you forgot about me and Aliquippa Bob. Yeah, Tug. Well, see, the thing about it, Tug, is your name there, and even though I know you're down there, Mount Dora, I, I forget because a lot of the folks associate their name in some form with the state of Florida. And even though you have gator stuff all over your your picture here, yeah, I'm sorry about that. See, Aliquippa Bob moved down there. He's from Pittsburgh. He's from Aliquippa. He's from Mike Didka, Tony Dorsett, and others from right there in Aliquippa, where me and Randy Cross got lost going to the airport. Yeah, we, we did. Jim in Jupiter. Billy, the state of Florida supports your show. There are probably more people that contact the show in Florida than from any other state other than Tennessee. Uh, Georgia would be one. Yeah, for sure, Georgia. Who else? Well, Ohio. We've got some. We got Michigan. We have Texas. We have Louisiana. We have South Carolina. For sure. We have North Carolina. We have New Jersey, New York. We have Los Angeles. Now, is the entire city of Los Angeles tuned in? Probably not. <laughs> I'm just going to say probably not. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, I mean, but Florida's big. Yeah, Florida's big. Obviously, we're here in Tennessee. Kentucky, I mentioned Ohio, Indiana. Let me let me keep Oklahoma for sure. Arkansas, did I mention Arkansas already? Texas, uh, Nevada. There are the Dakotas, mainly mainly South Dakota. I don't know about North Dakota, but South Dakota, yeah. Oh, by the way, Jeff Turn. I got a message from him. Do you remember before Crazy Charlie was my producer and before Patton? Jeff Turn, who's from South Dakota, was my producer. Actually, I met him at 560, but when I went for a decade to Sirius XM, he eventually became my producer there. And then he moved back to South Dakota to take a job in Sioux Falls at the ESPN affiliate there. Jeff Turn. Remember him? Many of you do. Some of you who don't go back as far won't. I got a message from him, some some sad news. He got let go at the ESPN affiliate where he was. And I don't know what he's looking to do. He's got a wife. He's got a couple of kids. I know he's got at least one. He may have two. And he had done well up there. About once uh, every quarter, let's say, he'd call me and see if I could come on his show. And Jeff's one of those go-getters, um, real aggressive, and it's it served him well. He'll be fine. But, yeah, I got a note from him a couple of weeks ago, and I hated 
hated to see that. I don't know what happened up there, but. Alec Grandpa Bob, Bill, my good Florida friends tell me that I'm a Yankee carpetbagger. We have a lot of fun with that. Coming down from Aliquippa. Aliquippa Bob, who is a huge Penn State fan. Penn State had a good year this last year. Can they take it even another notch? The next notch would be knocking off Ohio State and Michigan or one of the two. That's what they're not able to do at the moment. Yeah, at the moment. Allen in Tampa. Bill, Notre Dame can go get Jeff Bowden. He's cheap. He'll be he'll be cheap. There won't be a buyout. Um and they can't you can't even claim nepotism, right? Because that wouldn't be nepotism. That would just be going out and getting a dude. What is Jeff Bowden doing these days? After the Florida State debacle did he go into coaching somewhere else or is he selling condos on the beach or is he retired or what's he doing I don't know I I lost track I did not know Jeff much I knew he wasn't very good at his job that his dad needed him to do I knew that but I didn't know anything else Jim and Jupiter, Bill, who was your producer first, Jason Ogg or Jeff Turn? Actually, it was, well, Jason Ogg was before Jeff Turn. But before him, there was a guy who, and I forget his name, Ben Hall. I just thought of it. Who's from up north, too? He's from Syracuse, New York. And he was down here because he was going to MTSU, which is Middle Tennessee State University, which is in the borough, which is a good school, a big school, too. And it's got a good broadcasting journalism school. And a lot of people that are not from Tennessee come to MTSU to go to that journalism school. Chris Childers. Chris is from Chicago, went to MTSU. Ben is from Syracuse, came down here. And both of them live here, right? Well, Ben was my first producer at Sirius XM. And... One of the guys there that was hired to be part of the radio behind the scenes did not like Ben, just for no reason other than just being a jerk. By the way, that guy had an Ohio State site. It's none of the guys you've heard on this show. No, none of those guys. But he also had an Ohio State site. And uh, Ben got fired. This is early days of Sirius. Actually, it wasn't even Sirius XM. It was just Sirius. XM had not merged yet. And he got fired. Ben has since gone into teaching and is an assistant basketball coach here in the Middle Tennessee area at a high school. And he's been doing that for about 15 years. 
Jason Ogg came next. Then when I got into the big snit with Yahoo and we ended up leaving and going to the baby Space Needle, Jason Ogg was no longer with us and Jeff Turn. And it's spelled T-H-U-R-N, but it's pronounced Turn, took over. He left to go back to South Dakota, Sioux Falls, because the ESPN affiliate hired him to host, which he, I guess he, heck, he was there almost 10 years as a host before I got the message from him two weeks ago. And uh, after that, it was Crazy Charlie and then Patton. So that's the uh, that's the coaching tree. And Jeff sent me a message which said if you hear about anything, I don't know if he'd be willing to move or what, but he's he's used to uh, to hosting now. Allen in Tampa, Bill. Jason Ogg, yes. Remember, we, we got him on Twitter and we named him 62250. That came from the Cam Newton 6'5", 250 in 2010. Remember that? And then everybody on ESPN TV started using that term. Remember remember that, how funny that was? <laughs> and uh, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's interesting. Remember Johnny Crawford? And we're going to have Johnny Crawford back. SEC official. It's been a few weeks since he's been on here, but we'll 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 revisit that. I guess we could have him on and ask him about the Super Bowl and that call there at the end, the the holding call. Which I mean, are you going to call it or not? They called it. It was holding. I mean, if he held, I mean, do you? What are you supposed to do? Not call that? Well, Bill, it wasn't consistent, guys. It's never consistent. This is the Super Bowl. Plus, it helped me win that bet. That's the most important part of this. All right, Gator Dave's coming up. Looking forward to that. Perry Mason, if you have any questions. Perry's mad at me. He says I'm too negative about the Gators. Perry will get over it, though. I know Perry. But if you have any questions, uh, shoot them at me. We'll, We'll fire them away. Gator Dave coming up. Gators Breakdown, Omni Nashville Hotel. Welcome to Smashville, home of the biggest hits in hockey and the loudest parties on Broadway. Join us at Bridgestone Arena Thursday, February 16th as your Nashville Predators take on the Boston Bruins. And don't miss Saturday, February 18th against the Florida Panthers. You do not want to miss these games. Purchase your tickets today at NashvillePredators.com slash tickets. That's NashvillePredators.com slash tickets. We can't wait to see you back inside Bridgestone Arena. Let's go Preds. Hey, you know it's a leap year, right? No, the next leap year isn't until 2024. Nope, it's this year. I can prove it. Here, play this new instant game from the Tennessee Lottery. Uh, okay. <laughs> Woohoo! I won! See what you did there? I jumped up and down? No, that was a leap. 
Don't miss your chance to jump for joy this February with our newest instant games. You could win up to $5 million. The Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. And now, some big news from WINN. The new February instant games from the Tennessee Lottery have arrived. Now, for some bigger news, there are four new exciting games to choose from. And now, for our biggest news yet, you could win a top prize of $5 million. Make a break for fun today with February Instant Games, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. When you're away from home and you want down-home cooking, Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel is the answer. Excellent, fresh, and local, just like Grandma used to make. Start your day with a Music City omelet and some prime rib hash. Or a cast iron waffle with Nashville hot chicken. For those wanting variety, hit the biggest breakfast buffet in Music City. And, of course, the world-famous Biscuit Bar. Start your day with the fresh, local, and down-home cooking of Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. It's the Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. When you picked up your first girl in college or at the bar, what do you do for every girl you meet after that? You do the same thing. You're just like, this works. So Vrabel, he's like, well, we just have to keep trying to get back to this. So it, it makes sense to me. That's why every time you go up to a girl's bar, you're just like, please, please, <laughs> please, please. It just worked that one the Afternoon Stretch. Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. <laughs> world's largest indoor cocktail party the bill king show Break down his podcast, all the platforms have it. You can locate it there. Dave, what's occupying your time right now? Is it is it still football? I don't think basketball is after the Vandy game. Uh, no, Bill, it's not. It's not 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 basketball uh, all too much. Uh, <laughs> the schedule was easing <laughs> up a little bit after a really tough four game stretch, and you know that uh, starting with that Vanderbilt game was a game Florida needed to get. Uh, Needs to get in the win column, uh, and they didn't do so. So now they're kind of they're kind of fighting, Bill, just to uh, you know they were they were after that four game stretch were kind of on the outside looking in on on the bubble, but now kind of far away from the bubble. The bu- bubble may have been burst uh, with, with with that Vanderbilt loss there for uh, for the Gators, Bill. But uh, yeah, probably still just a bit of you know I was perusing the uh, the, the Gators Breakdown Plus uh, message board this morning on on Discord and. Still, the conversation just a little bit about 
um, the new SEC format with, with Texas and Oklahoma coming in. And that's still kind of carrying some conversation right now. And, you know, just how much it changes uh, Florida's schedule, at least, especially in 24. Because um, I tweeted, Bill, when it when it first came out, uh, when it was announced, you know, Florida's got FSU, of course, on the out-of-conference schedule in 2024. But they also have Miami and UCF uh, on the 2024 schedule. So if the SEC co- it, it comes in and, and the schedule changes a whole lot, what does that mean for Florida's out-of-conference schedule? If they go to nine games, does Florida try and keep those three out-of-conference games? And, you know, if you, if you go play nine SEC games and then play that out-of-conference schedule, you know, that that that'd be, be that would be pr- pretty tough there in Billy Napier's third year. Um, so I guess, you know, would there be some adjustments to Florida's out-of-conference schedule? You know, that, that's the uh, initial concern, the initial thought. Uh, of Texas and Oklahoma, but also Bill, of course, everybody's trying to figure out who the, if you're going to have some permanent opponents, who, who that would be for Florida. Of course, Georgia is going to be there, uh, but figuring out the other two may be a little bit uh, difficult because of course, Tennessee's going to want Alabama and I'm sure they want Florida as well. So you know, Florida, Tennessee is probably a little secure probably a little secure at, at the same time. Uh, but I don't know about that third, that third team for Florida. You could throw in one of the new guys there with Texas or Oklahoma. I've heard a lot of Oklahoma, Florida, Oklahoma talk as uh, some permanent uh, opponents there in the new SEC scheduling, but also, you know, Florida, South Carolina uh, in the mix as well. Uh, maybe Florida, Auburn, but I, I, no, I can't see Florida, Auburn because you're not getting rid of Alabama, Auburn every year. I don't think you're getting rid of Georgia, Auburn every year. Are you really going to give Auburn, Alabama, Georgia, and Florida every year? Uh, and then on the other side of that, for Florida, uh, like Georgia, Tennessee, Auburn uh, every year, something like that. So they got to figure it out, Bill. Uh, I think the one good thing about it is they should set this up in a way where the SEC opponents uh, are all playing each other a, a good bit more. Um, so I don't know if the permanent opponents – in the end, are really that big of a deal because I do think you're going to play opponents a lot more often anyway. Uh, but uh, they, got, they got a lot to figure out there, Bill. Gator Dave, where the skaters break down? Jim and Jupiter wants to know outside of Graham Mertz, what's the quarterback situation like? Jack Miller, you've already talked about that a week ago. You you don't think he's probably the quarterback, but what's what's the competition look like? Uh, yeah, Bill. Graham Mertz, uh, I think, will be. The guy going into spring practice, I expect the guy coming out of spring practice as well, uh, being the number one quarterback. Uh, Jack Miller as well. Uh, and then Max Brown, who's going to split some time between baseball uh, as well this spring, Bill. So uh, he says football is going to come first. Uh, that that will be the uh, the way it is um, approached for, for, for Max Brown. Uh, he's in his sophomore year. It'd be redshirt freshman, basically, because you know, he, he did redshirt last year. So only three quarterbacks for the Gators, Bill, going through spring practice. And, yeah, that's it. Uh, you know, as I mentioned, you know, Billy Napier at his National Signing Day press conference did mention uh, Florida would be in the market for another quarterback after spring practice. And, you know, we'll see what the names come about there. Uh, not so sure that, that if there's any big names, not sure if it's anybody who can come in and compete maybe in the fall after they've missed spring practice. So, Bill, when spring practice rolls around in about three weeks or so and, and it starts, I expect it just to be the three guys, Graham Mertz, Jack Miller, Mike Brown, and I kind of expect it to be Mertz. Uh, as the guy all throughout spring practice. Jeff, to ask Gator Dave, he said, I was looking at future Super Bowl location projections, and Jacksonville was projected in 2029. He says, 
since the facility's getting a $1 billion facelift, does that bode well, and does this have any effect on the cocktail party? Ooh, that's a good loaded question yeah, there. That's kinda, uh, yeah, that's deep right yeah, there now. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's any hidden agendas, Bill, with this. I mean, it's been pretty apparent that Jacksonville has to do something with the stadium. Um, you know, Of course, they've done some upgrades. They've got those nice gigantic scoreboards in the end zone here. Uh, that's pretty pretty much been in, in the swimming pools in the end zone, of course, as well. Uh, but pretty much built on that same structure when they redone it uh, when the Jaguars came in uh, to, to, to Jacksonville there. So, of course, tore down the old Gator Bowl and, and, and redid it. So, um, it needs to be redone. Uh, I don't know. You know, you know, a lot of that stuff happens. Hey, if you do this and you get so much money, we'll also try and throw you into the, the, the mix for the Super Bowl. I don't know, Bill. Uh, man, I know a lot of people were not happy with the way Jacksonville approached the Super Bowl back in what it was, 2005, where you know, they had to bring in the cruise ships and stuff for extra ho- you know, room, hotel rooms and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know if the city infrastructure is still there. Uh, look, if they did it once, they can do it again. Uh, but I'm sure there had to be some concessions of where I, I don't the, the cruise ship thing would would have to. I don't think that could happen again. Um, but as far as the you know Florida Georgia bill and, and I don't, I think stadium capacity has always been a big thing, Bill, about the game being in Jacksonville. And they've always you know they've taken away seats, but they've always been able to add the temporary seats for the game uh, to boost the attendance for that. And Bill, I, I've also been told you know kind of through the grapevine just a bit. That's one reason. Um, they haven't entertained like another move to like Atlanta or something for a neutral site game because they want the extra seats that Jacksonville can provide. Now that's, that was a, a few years ago. I heard that they, they want the close to 80,000, you know, a little over 80,000. Uh, and the, the Mercedes Benz there in Atlanta can't, can't get that as far as capacity goes. Um, so that, that, that could have changed. Uh, of course, money, money talks a little bit, but I've heard capacity is a real big, uh, sticking point uh, in trying to you know keep this game neutral and how they can add the seats here in Jacksonville uh, and maybe if they have to take away so many seats because of the stadium reconstruction uh, here in Jacksonville that may hurt in the in the future as well uh, and like the home and home talk ain't going away either Bill so um, they got a lot to figure out there too uh, I, I, I know for sure Jacksonville is going to keep trying to do everything they can do uh, to keep the game here. Uh, in, in Jacksonville, and I think this stadium reconstruction is going to be another storyline that we kind of have to keep our eye on if it affects the game moving or not. Gator Dave Gators break down each and every Tuesday. Are the Gators getting si- excited about baseball, which is about to open? I know that's not your priority, but but it's, it gets started for a lot of teams on Friday. Yeah, Bill, I think uh... – Pretty sure uh, Charleston Southern, I think, for Florida coming up. Um, yeah, February seventeenth there. So I yeah, actually, Friday, I actually yeah. had it pulled up uh, right there. So yeah, very soon for the Gators as well to kick off the uh, uh, kick off the baseball season. All kind of awards coming in, or preseason awards coming in, of course. Uh, there, but you know, Flo- no, we, we, we've discussed it, and it's kind of been the same storyline for for Florida. You know, they're, they're going to have the pitching, they're going to have the talent, they're going to be in the top ten, top five. Uh, but lately, you know, haven't been able to put it all together uh, a, a bit, make a deep run since they won the national title uh, a few years ago. So, you know, we'll see um, a lot of expectations with this team, uh, honestly. So uh, I do think, Bill, if, um, 
you know, I think Gator fans are probably going to have to hang their hat on one of the major sports this year. It's going to be that baseball team uh, starting this coming up weekend. Has anybody ever captured a picture of Sully smiling? <laughs> um, like Bo Pelini. I think there is a fun there is a funny gif of him. I think it, it may have been at a basketball game where he actually was dancing a little bit. I'll have to see if I can oh, find no. that, Bill, and um, and, and tag you with it on Twitter if I can find it. Just so the, just so there is some proof. I mean, he's always got that like I want to fight somebody smile uh, scowl on his <laughs> face. You know, even when things are going well, which he's won natties, he's he's won lots of games. He's considered at the top of his art form, but dude doesn't seem to be happy a lot. No, but I mean, uh, you'll just sit there watching a the game and Florida would be up nine to four in the, in the bottom of the seventh and they'll go to the dugout and talk to him. And you think Florida's down seven, you know, <laughs> down seven. So it's, uh, you, you do get that vibe from him, but he's just, that's just how he is. He's all, all serious. Uh, just, you know, straight to the point, you know, but pure baseball guy. So it's, uh, yeah, it's. Um, I'm sure the players love him, and the recruiting <laughs> hasn't really dropped off at all uh, there, Bill. But yeah, that is that is kind of the vibe that goes around there. Have we talked about Texas and Oklahoma early uh, entry into the SEC? I don't think we have, have we? No, I mean I mentioned it earlier. You know, for of course for Florida schedule, sure. but no, um, yeah, for them, um, I've. <laughs> Bill, it's, 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 it's very interesting with like, how, how – honestly, just how is the schedule going to affect them? I mean, the, the Big the big 12, I mean, hey, look, they put some good teams on the field, Bill, uh, put some good teams on the field th- this past year as well. Um, but, you know, th- th- it's, especially if the SEC goes nine conference games, I mean, it's, that's going to make it tougher for everybody, but, you know, just them – uh, coming into the, the the conference now, it's going to be a big adjustment uh, there for them. Now, of course, they have recruited at a top ten level, so talent's not going to be uh, much of an issue there. But uh, is it, look, Bill, we we know it's a different approach week in and week out there in the SEC, and um, it's just I, I I'm very I'm 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 very interested there with you know two good, two coaches still young in their tenures there with with Sark and and um, oh Ward I'm, I'm his name. Escapes me there. Oklahoma's head coach, uh, Clemson defensive coordinator, but <laughs> um, Venables. There we go. Oh, yeah, Brent um, Venables. Yeah, yeah. It's just you know both those guys being in their young tenures there at, at, at those schools. Um, what what's the adjustment period going to be like, and how how willing are those schools going to be willing to stick with their guy uh, if if the going gets tough? Is it hey you're in a new conference and you know we'll get this thing figured out or you know the expectations that the schools are going to or are, are, are to win every game no matter what the circumstances are? So um, but I, it's exciting. Uh, it gives two more blue bloods the the the, the ticket prices maybe going up in the SEC because you get Texas and Oklahoma in your stadium now uh, on, on a more rotational basis. So uh, it, I, overall, Bill, I know a lot of people don't like the move. Uh, as long to me, as long as the SEC figures out a way with these two teams coming in to play uh, to all these teams in the SEC to play each other more, I, I, I'm okay with it. Gator Dave Gators breakdown joins us. Did you think you would see a day where Alabama is ranked number one in basketball? No. Not, not really, Bill. And 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 also maybe take it to a, a Florida perspective. You know, when you know, Florida was dominating Florida, you know, with, with basketball and football, yeah. it's hard to do both. 
Uh, and we know Alabama football is not going anywhere. So, you know, a lot of times it's, hey, you're not going to have two programs at the same time being at that level. Uh, but they have found a way uh, to, to do it here recently. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, honestly, just by itself, not really either, Bill. Uh, you know, Alabama is just not known for that, that that type of pedigree. But neither was Florida when, when Florida was putting it together either. So, um, you know, they've, they've got it figured out. that They've had a lot of dedication there in that athletic department and, and their boosters with all the support going on there. Uh, and but once you taste that success, Bill, <laughs> you know, there's a lot more support that comes along with it uh, there. So I just uh, – no, but by itself, I didn't see it, you know, in tandem with a football program. Also, that's at the at, at the peak there with Georgia. Uh, it, it's just hard to have those two major programs uh, be at the top of their level uh, at, at almost at any time. Tell everybody how they can get your content. Everybody can get Gators Breakdown at newsforjacks.com slash Gators Breakdown. YouTube, your favorite podcast version uh, of podcast platform as well uh we'll kind of continue our uh, 2024 recruiting outlook bill uh this week we had dj lagway on last week and then just taking a look at uh, some of the big offensive targets this week and looking at the defense next week so uh a lot of recruiting coming up all right man see you next week thanks bill gator dave gators breakdown fantastic job as always griff about 40 minutes out Mike Griffith, AJC's Dog Nation. Has Georgia done anything in sports the last several years? Oh, oh, yeah, they won some national championships. I'm sorry. I don't know what I was thinking then. Just completely forgot. I could only go back to 1980. I couldn't even remember. Omni National Hotel. The 6th Annual Mid-State Classic is happening on March 15th at the Ridley Sports Complex in Columbia, Tennessee. And this year, it's a doubleheader. For nearly a decade, the City of Columbia Parks and Rec Department has showcased the most highly attended women's college softball matchups in the state. The 6th Annual Mid-State Classic kicks off their doubleheader at 1 p.m. with the Bucks from Motlow State taking on the Chargers of Columbia State. Then at 5.30, the Austin P. Lady Govs battle the Lady Vols of the University of Tennessee. Tickets to the Six annual Mid-State Classics are only 10 bucks and are on sale now. Motlow State versus Columbia State. Austin P versus Tennessee. Wednesday, March 15th, starting at 1.30 at the Ridley Sports Complex in Columbia, Tennessee. For tickets and information to the six annual Mid-State Classic, log on to ColumbiaTN.com slash Mid-State Classic or call 931-388-8119. That's 931-388-8119. The six annual Mid-State Classic. Realtors abide by a code of ethics. This is Article 9 in action. Beth, a first-time homebuyer, knew nothing about the home buying process, except that she wanted to buy a home. But her Realtor had the expertise to make sure Beth understood every document, even giving her copies to review with her lawyer so Beth could close on her first home with confidence. Complicated things explained in simple terms. The difference between an agent and a Realtor is real. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. Bundling car and renter's insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? Look for the signs. Chances are they live in a home and have a car. They use money and enjoy having more of it. They probably drink lots of lemonade. Mmm, lemonade. 
and they've probably said something suspicious like, I'm bundling with Geico, or stop spying on me with those binoculars. If so, you may want to ask them how easy it was to bundle with Geico. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. Package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi my trailer leasing company. It's starleasing.com to learn more. It's a Bill King show. Of course, you know what kicks in right after recruiting, and it accelerates, and that's knucklehead season. So God knows what happens, who it happens to, when it happens, but if you're a fan of whatever school, it's coming your way. Knucklehead season always sprouts up. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. Bill King doesn't need a countdown clock because he already knows when football season starts. choice you have to bet brent venables 2024 will he be heading up oklahoma boomer sooner football when they enter the mighty sec conference conference and the answer is i'd probably bet yes he will now i wouldn't want to put too much down on it like kevin in mule town his buddy bet 200k on the super bowl And he won. Yeah, the good news is he won. He didn't have to give up. Actually, with the juice, that would have been 220K. He would have lost. But he won 200K. I wouldn't want to do what he did and put that much down. When I put some John Daly's pizza money down and some Natty Light money down on it and some ramen noodles money down on it, yeah, I would. I'd say he'll be there. It'll just be year three. Year one was not a good look. Whether we want to attach a lot of blame on him or not, it was not a good look. And year two, I don't know if I have a lot of faith, but I think we would have to have a Chernobyl-type meltdown or an implosion where if you're Oklahoma, you've got no choice. It's just so bad that, yeah, we blew this. We made a monstrosity of a mistake, and we've got to just cut our losses and do what we know we have to do, and that's move on. 
I don't know if I would predict that. I don't think Oklahoma is going to be any kind of threat this next year as far as nationally. Don't know that I believe that. But I would bet Natty Light money, John Daly's pizza money, that he would probably be the head coach. Am I a big fan of that hire from the very beginning? The answer is no. I'm trying to be cautious, trying to be reasonable, but I was not part of the ticker tape parade when that hire was announced. Now, He's obviously a very good, accomplished defensive coordinator. I want to make sure I'm complimenting him in the proper areas. But as the guy that's going to come to Oklahoma and Bob Stoops was out in front of all this, the esteemed Bob Stoops and other people praising that hire, I never was as effusive as those folks. Now, if it turns out to be a fantastic hire, we will sit here and uh, compliment him. Yeah, I'd be happy to. Jay Radford in Milledgeville, Georgia. Isn't that where GMI is is still there? Is that still a thing? Is this a setup question? I think it's a setup. Bill, early favorite for the natty well it's georgia i mean but we've said that a million times it's georgia yeah it's georgia i mean you can't who else would you pick i think ohio state's going to be a problem next year again i think michigan's going to be a problem i think alabama i'm i'm kind of conflicted about alabama right now and you all know me now. I, I, the Death Star and everything else, I mean, you know what I've historically said about Alabama when they're right. Alabama is in a transformation process of some sort right now. New coordinators, new quarterback, need to reestablish their physicality, need to be better on defense, need to be better at wide receiver, need to be better on the offensive line, need to be better. We can just keep going, right? And this is a team that went, what, 11-2. and two. <laughs> And the two losses were narrow. But this is Alabama. Alabama, here's what you get with Alabama on this show. You get, let me use the term again, effusive praise when you're right, and you get harsh criticism even when you're 11 and 2. You get both. Now, that should be taken as a compliment. I don't know if it is or not, but it should be. But, and I'm a big fan of Ty Simpson. I think he's got a bright future there. But, again, there's a transformation process. And I – look, they, they've got a lot of newness coming. And um, we'll see how they adapt to it. Now, they do have a guy named Nick Saban heading this up. And Nick's kind of got a decent reputation of winning some games. Just a few. Right? 
Probably be okay. Kevin in Mule Town. Bill, since football is over, we can start talking NBA. I can come on every Thursday at 8.58 to talk NBA if you like. <laughs> that will not happen. Well, I mean, you can come on, but we're not talking NBA, though. He's got a bet. It's a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine player parlay, I guess. Five bucks wins him 243. No, he won it. Is that, yeah, it's, no, it's settled. Okay, not my fault. Yeah, it's settled. Dude, I, these, I don't even know where these players, Grant Hayward or Gordon Hayward, sorry. P.J. Washington, former Kentucky. Player Trey Young, former Boomer Sooner. Wow. Dude's hot. Kevin is hot right now. Omni Nashville Hotel. Slim's Tender Mac Bowls are back. We start with a three-cheese blend to make our delicious mac and top it with chopped hand-breaded tenders and Colby Jack cheese. Try the Tender Mac Bowl meal or the Buffalo Tender Mac Bowl meal, both served with Texas toast and a medium drink. But hurry, they're only around for a limited time. Download the Slim Chickens app to order and earn rewards. Nashville's first curling venue is here at T-Line Nashville. Come check out T-Line Nashville and experience the world's fastest growing winter sport today. Curling is a fun and simple sport that's a perfect outing for friends, corporate events, families, or parties. T-Line also has classic bowling and modern bowling mini games. With over 20 HD TVs, you can come watch your favorite teams and some of the best food and drinks here in Nashville in the large bar and grill area. They also have an outdoor area with a fire pit and you can't forget the live music. T-Line Nashville is a one-stop shop for a great night out. Located at 106 Duluth Avenue and online at tlinenash.com. You can book your party now or give them a call at 615-439-1024. That's 615-439-1024. And make sure you give them a follow on Instagram and Facebook at T-Line Nash for all the news, events, and updates. T-Line Nashville. Nashville's first curling venue is here. What happens to your decision-making when you drink? Well, after one drink, you feel confident. A few more, and calling your ex at 1 a.m. seems like a great idea. And you're pretty sure the secret to a great taco is four-day-old macaroni. The bottom line, drunk you doesn't make great decisions. So you're risking a DUI or worse if you count on him to get you home. Plan before you party. Get home safe. Paid for by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Golfers, tee it up at Edwin Watts Golf Shops with the new 2023 Aerojet Woods and Irons from Cobra Golf. The new Aerojet Woods are designed with a unique aerodynamic shape that delivers faster club head speeds for longer drives. And the new Aerojet Irons are made with hot face technology so every strike delivers more distance. Elevate your game by swinging into Edwin Watts Golf Shops and get custom fit on the new Cobra Woods and Irons today. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, unmatched expertise, unmatched service. 
This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. Your content is that Amy went to Mike and said, is this guy okay with you? And, and he gave it the stamp. I sure hope that she went to Vrabel and got his input about Carthon. Oh, I'm sure uh, she yeah. did. But I mean, yeah. you know, you're saying if he said, no, nah, I don't like this guy, keep looking. Yep. She would have kept looking. I, no doubt in my mind, Patton. Totally agree. <laughs> yeah. Greg Pogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. The home of commitments and other stuff. The Bill King Show. Tuesday, y'all. Baseball gets started on Friday. Super Bowl has completed the playing portion, even though we're a college-driven type show. But I did get entertainment. This it was a heck of a game. I, I can't I can't down that. I I can't be critical there. It was a fantastic game. Jim in Ramsey, New Jersey. I would rather you cover NCAA women's bowling than the NBA. Yeah. Well, no, it was Kevin. I was confused because I don't I didn't know what he was until I clicked on the picture he posted. He bet five dollars and won two hundred forty three. That's pretty good. Batting a whole bunch of players in the NBA to score X number of points. That's pretty good. I, I don't have the same uh, resume. Of course, I, I haven't – I don't think I've ever bet. Have I ever bet? Yes, I have bet the NBA. When Rick Patino was with the Knicks, they were playing the Lakers. And this is – I mean, think about it. This is before Ricky P. got to Kentucky. Early 90s. So, I mean, this might have been late 80s. This is after he left. No, he was with the Knicks. So, he had he had left Providence, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Trying to, trying to get the, the years all lined up here. Anyways, and there was a guy – at the radio station, I was just a couple of years in, former NFL player, former captain for the University of Kentucky, Wally Pursuit, who was living here because he married a girl that was from here. And he was working some at the radio station as a football analyst on the uh, talk shows. And he was a huge gambler. I- I'm talking about a problem gambler. I'm talking about a guy who ended up getting in trouble for gambling and uh, couldn't just couldn't control it and was broke because of it. Played 
in the NFL for the Dolphins and played for Jacksonville in the USFL. And in 1974, for Fran Kersey, was a captain for Kentucky. He was from Steubenville, Ohio, from you folks up in, in Steubenville. Pretty, isn't that a, that's one of the, I mean, it's not known like uh, Cincinnati and Cleveland and but but and Seabus, but people know Steubenville, right? Yeah. Anyways. And so I hadn't really gambled much, but I, I would play around a little bit, and he taught me any betting and NBA games. So, yes, I have. I, I do remember back. I think I won that one, too. Knicks were getting a bunch of points against the famed Lakers, and uh, Ricky P was kind of exciting everybody in New York. So I bet on him. But but not not to the tune of what Kevin has done here. No. Kevin in Mule Town. I, I don't have anything like that on my resume. That's a nine-player parlay he hit. <laughs> if I would have accomplished one of those, I'd have told you about that by now. Yeah, I'd have bragged about it by now. I would have beat my chest a little bit. If you haven't heard, let me just repeat the Notre Dame story. Notre Dame brings in Andy Ludwig, the offensive coordinator for Utah and a very accomplished coach, to be an interview as the offensive coordinator in South Bend. Apparently, he's not coming because Notre Dame does not want to pay the buyout, which is $2.8 million. That is a horrible look if you're Notre Dame in the environment we're in. Now, Notre Dame already has some things that does not benefit it from a the look, so to speak, right? That one does not help. If you're Marcus Freeman and you've got your AD Jack Swarbrick, who is very esteemed, very well thought of, I don't know what's happening behind the scenes, but – and Harry Heastan just retired too, which is not good at all. I wouldn't trade an offensive line coach in college football for Harry Heastan. Let me just put it that way. Now, he just retired because he's in his 60s. He's got kids in college playing ball. I mean, but but still, that's – you're not going to have an easy time replacing his abilities there. Now it comes out that your school has decided to get cheap and not pay the Andy Ludwig $2.8 million buyout, which is a very bad look for Notre Dame. Josh, Bill, I grew up in Steubenville. Buckeye Brenda, Dean Martin was from Steubenville. There's no G in it, by the way. Did I say Steubenville? I tried not to, but I did. And she says there's no G in there. Steubenville. Yes. Hopefully I got that right. All right. Hour three coming up. Happy Tuesday, y'all. Griffin about 20 minutes as well. Mike Griffin. AJC's Dog Nation.
from ABC News. I'm Derek Dennis, shock and grief at Michigan State University. Our Spartan hearts hang heavy. This is a day of shock and heartbreak here across our campus and our region. Interim President Teresa Woodruff trying to console the campus community after an unidentified gunman wearing a mask when with no affiliation to the school, opened fire in two buildings, killing three students before taking his own life. The investigation went on throughout the night. Five other students are hospitalized with critical injuries. Classes at MSU canceled for the next two days. Overseas in Turkey and Syria, 37,000 dead and counting, but some 8,000 recorded rescues, miracles pulled from under.